How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? Well, you don't know that I'm going to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. Well, how much is you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. Check the wild. So step off the Frankfurter Yo, Fife, you remember that routine That we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon You're on point, Fife All the time, Tip You're on point, Fife All the time, Tip You're on point, Fife All the time, Tip So then grab the microphone and let your words rip Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram I'm like an energizer, cause you see I last long My crew is never ever whack because we stand strong Now if you say my style is right, this way you're dead wrong I slay that body and El Segundo, then push it along You'll be a fool to revive the fight, is not the man Cause you know, and I know, that you know who I am if P want you dead, I ain't coming with niggas. Just a blunt and tray pound. Plenty of liquor. So your homies got something to pour. That's that old school shit. I ain't trying to put you under the floor. I'm trying to bang niggas over the clouds. And I hear you say you rich so you can't get lower than styles. Kill everybody dead just so no one can smile. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips Podcast with your host Rod and... Aaron, you sound like two different personalities there. You said, I go hard on nigga. Hey, <laughs> welcome every morning. Welcome to the Black Apple Tips Podcast. Acting. <laughs> that is that is the difference between a master thespian and these amateurs out here. Um, you think that's how the, the locks in their verses, though? I know. But they be like, they be like, and I killed everybody. Meet me in Times Square. I put a bullet in everybody. Hey, what's up, Jada? How you doing, yeah, man? Yeah, you ready to go get that Big Mac, dog? How your kids, man? Everything I'll cool? Be good, yeah, dog. Everything <laughs> good. Well, obviously, if you're listening to this show, then you know you listen to the Black Guy Who Tips. Uh, you can find us by searching the Black Guy Who Tips on Podomatic, Facebook, and iTunes. Um, just search the Black Guy Who Tips. We will come up. Leave us reviews on iTunes. Um... You know, I see people out there requesting new episodes on Podomatic when I go out there. Um, and, of course, um, you know, Facebook, we have a group with uh, 1,688 people and growing. And I appreciate people spreading the word. Yes, thank you, guys. And, um, you know, obviously people can interact with us there. You can leave comments on the episodes and uh, we try to get in contact. You can always email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. 
um and you can call the show 704-557-0186 leave us a voicemail we respond to those today which is saturday yes sir um and always follow us on twitter i'm at rodimus prime i'm say that again that isn't d-a-t and the last thing you can go to our actual website theblackguytips.com and you can either like join our forums there you can even sign in with your twitter account yes you can um and sign up and become a forum member um and you can also donate to the show on the front page there's a a button that says uh donate uh you can put a one-time donation and we even have a new option for people that want to do recurring donations and um you know it's your donations that really keep this thing going yes um specifically you know the people who uh who, who put in and then make it so that we can go do shit like Put up all the episodes, which is what I'm in the process of doing now. I'm actually reducing the size of the episodes, and so it should take you a lot less time to actually upload them. And uh, you might even be able to upload them straight to your iPhone uh, for some of them. Yes, and I, I like the fact because I know I go down, and I actually we actually download episodes to y'all just to see how quick and fast. And I realize they have been zooming, baby. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really think it's gonna. Uh, Enhance, you know, the the listener uh, experience for people because they're gonna be able to get all the episodes on the fly. Um, and of course, uh, when you guys do stuff like that, you know, um, and you download and you, uh, you know, you donate and stuff like that, it all helps the show look better. And um, you know, I just want to thank people for doing that. Matter of fact, let's go to the people who down who uh, who gave us donations this week and just do a quick thank you to everybody. Um, Trojan Scooter. You know, you can follow him on Twitter. He's at Trojan Scooter. Thank you, man, for the download. Thank you. Uh, we really do appreciate it, man. We do. Um, you know, that's the kind of stuff that keep lets us be able to put up like that retro episode of the week. Um, and hopefully, within a couple of weeks, all the episodes will be up. There'll be no more retro yes. episodes. Of the week. <laughs> that's what we're trying to do, y'all. Um, of course, Larian, aka Sip Say, on a. Uh, Twitter, who yes. for some reason thought that I thought he was homophobic, no. which is not true. No, just that crew of niggas you run with, Larry. Y'all, y'all hate the games, <laughs> <laughs> but not you. But, but not you, know. you, you cool. Yeah, right, radio, y'all, y'all get it. In. Um, my man, uh, Damien. I don't know. I don't want to put his government on the street, and I'm not sure what his uh actual um Twitter handle is, yeah. but. He gave us our first recurring donation. Yes, and we thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. And there's all kinds of uh, denominations you can give recurring donations in. It's not like you have to give a certain amount. I think the lowest we have is $5, but it's per month. So, I mean, $5 in a month, would you really miss that? You know, that's Um, like losing a couple cents, losing a dime every day. Yes, that's like buying five candy bars for 99 cents, though. Right, exactly, man. And we're not here trying to take your last dollar and stuff, so... You know, if it's something where it's like, man, I might not be able to eat this week, or I can hook up this podcast, hey, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm not trying to get the unemployed dollars. No, we sure not. And on top of that, if if, if we could do a dollar, we would, but I think $5 is the lowest they let you go. Um, also, we got, uh, t- oh, I don't want to put his government on the street again. <laughs> <laughs> but, but people's critic, man. Thank you for the donation, yes, man. Thank Seriously. You. Uh this I'm telling you, man, this shit helps, man. I don't know what else to say. Um it's it's really important to us and I don't know, man. It's just thank you. I I, I really it, it's always amazing to me that people uh do are good enough to donate and do put in and do feel some kind of way about the show. Oh. Like, you know, cause I really like there's a lot of podcasts out there. 
And there's a lot of shows that go, you know, they don't get funded. You know, they, they do it, you know, it, they're not motivated to get their ass up and do X amount of shows every week and get it right and do it at the right time. Um, and I think it's a lot of times because they don't feel like anyone's listening. They don't feel like anyone cares. Um, and the donations and the feedback, it to me, it shows that people care. Yes. And uh, they care that we care. Yes. Then on top of that, we like y'all interacting with us because that motivates us. And that lets us know that somebody is out there listening. Because we done came a long way from the first retroactive episodes with some of y'all were here. Um, yeah, we we have came a long way. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that, but that's the thing, you know. Like, it, there's been times where I've heard shows where it's like, come on, somebody please respond, somebody please respond. And it's like, hey, we spend a lot of time just interacting with our listeners and our fans because, to me, those guys really matter. Like, Yes, and y'all make them, the show. Yeah, without them, there's no show. And, yeah. like, today's show is a perfect example. These voicemails, these emails... This shit is all y'all. You know what I'm saying? This is my easiest show of the week. Like, if this shit goes an hour and a half, it's like I really didn't have much to do. Because all I'm doing is reading what the fuck y'all sent me. That's it? Yeah. So, uh, alright. Let's go ahead and um, get into some actual uh, feedback. Yes, sir. Um, First thing I want to do is read uh, a couple reviews. Cool. Um, We got some more reviews. And if I've actually read a couple of these before... Y'all let me know, or Karen, if you recognize, let me know, because uh, I accidentally skipped a person's uh, review last week, Oh, and I didn't mean to, but, you know, what am I going to do, right? So, uh, let me go ahead and get into those. Um, let's it's see not here. on purpose, guys. The person who told me I, I, I skipped theirs was uh, the Tickler on Twitter, um, and let me go to the most recent reviews, Blam, um, and let's see what he had to say. Yes, yeah, it's on here. Okay. Do you ever wonder what that seemingly polite black guy you work with really thinks about, or really thinks and how he really talks to his friends when he's not doing his nine to five shucking job to stay employed and not scare whitey? <laughs> then look no further than Rod and Karen. They will let you know the real deal. <laughs> Thank you. Five star review. The Thank only you. kind I like. Yes, because I'll be shucking and jiving. And I'm pretty and sure we read, we read Terrence Brown's last time. Um, and I'm, I know we read Dublars, the one about sweet pickles. Yes. Um, Cornell, did we read Cornell's? Cornell yes. the Great? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. We Shirley, we yes. read. Yes. Kenny, do, I don't think we read Kenny's. Uh, Kenny Limpo writes a review, five stars, of course, the only kind that I will read mm-hmm. <laughs> on the show. <laughs> um, I've been a listener of The Morning Jones, a great radio show on Sirius Radio for a few months. And this dude, Rod, calls pretty much every day. Uh, yeah, every day. I found myself always laughing at his input or whatever topic the topic may be. Then I found out he had his own podcast, so I instantly subscribed, knowing it was going to be awesome. This dude is funny as hell, but hey, Apple lets you say hell on iTunes. Huh. But they don't let you say vagina. What the hell is wrong with y'all? But they let you say dick, but not vagina. Yes. Uh, the vid- this dude is funny as hell, but also very intelligent and really gives a funny, thoughtful perspective to do so many topics. Um, his wife, Karen, just makes his podcast even better. If you don't like this podcast, you're a sucker, Jack. <laughs> do, you, do you think iTunes think when you say hell, they think you mean he will? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, know it fi- I know it autocorrects in my iPhone, and I don't appreciate that shit. No. Because I curse a lot. I don't need, I'm not telling somebody to suck my duck. <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm not saying you can go to he will. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. And then this one's from People's Critic, and he says, 
Uh, preparing Chris for the RNC is uh, the name of the, the, the review. It says, sending Chris to the RNC is the best idea since chicken and waffles. <laughs> it's a hundred times better than the situation trying to do to roast Donald Trump. Anyway, I will watch a whole show of Chris walking around the convention with pictures of his dog wearing his Not My President shirt. He be earning all the white man's trust in a matter of minutes. I could not stop laughing at Chris's RNC voice and Karen's racist comments. This is one of my favorite episodes. It reminds me why I enjoy your podcast so much. Keep up the good work. Man, people really liked that episode, didn't they? Yes, we had a good time with Chris. We yeah. got to get him back on, man. I just always have a good time, and then I'm—I don't know why, but I'm always surprised when people are like, "That shit was off the hook." I'm like, "It was, wasn't it?" It is right. <laughs> yes, we did that. But uh, thank you very much for that other uh, reviews. Thank you. Now we can go from here. We—I don't think we got many comments on Facebook other than. People talking how bad that Tyler Perry picture was. <laughs> yeah, they were going in on that one, didn't they? Um, and uh, we got a couple on uh, preparing Chris for the RNC. So you want to do those first? Yes, we can. All right. Um, Ryan writes in, white males are the new niggers now. More of your kind need to get real jobs. Chris was killing this shit. He was. Um, <laughs> I think he's ready. Um, Keith writes in, I want to go to the RNC and put in my application to be the new token black Republican. They don't have any young guys there to exploit. He's right. They would accept you. LaShonda LaShonda writes in, Hey, great epi. Because she doesn't have time for full words, okay? Yeah, she's a soon-to-be doctor. Yeah, she don't have time. She don't have time for episode. Mm -hmm. That's not how they teach you to write a prescription. Mm -hmm. When When they say penicillin, they just put P. And then they write a little circle next to it. And that means penicillin. Yes, sir. That's why you can't ever read doctor's handwriting. Ever. Um, hey, nice epi. These Facebook gift cards are worse than, than you think. It's not even to purchase the app or the game from Facebook. It is to buy items in games you can pretty much only play on Facebook. Items that if most folks wait long enough, the game developer will eventually make free anyway. Wow. Yeah, because Chris was saying he went to Target. Uh, Target. Uh, went to Target and um, he saw some Facebook like gift cards. Yes. And he was wondering like, what the hell are you using them for? And I guess people are using them to buy like animals in Farmville. Yes, and shit. Farmville. Uh, what is it? Cafe World and all the other games. I, I had to stop it. I, I'm officially off that stuff, and I will not be hooked on it again. Yeah, Karen was addicted. Very. Alright, man. So, we got uh, some emails. You want to do those first? Yes, we can. Alright. Uh, crazy Mofo writes in. <laughs> what a name. Hey, Crazy. Hey, Rod. What's going on, dog? <clears throat> this is my first time writing the show. I've been listening for almost a year now. I thought you were hilarious on The Morning Jones, so now I'll listen to the podcast. Whether it was through Twitter or on The Morning Jones, I've always respected your opinions on life, sports, movies, and reality TV. Uh... Is when you're at your peak. Um, Alright, this shit's been getting long. I haven't reached my topic. Keep doing your thing. You're fucking hilarious. Um, that is, hey, anytime you want to tell me how funny and great I am, you write the email as long as you, you want. Mean, yes. No need to rush. No, no need to rush. This is actually a short email. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I emailed you was because I respect your opinions on women. I heard you state one time while referring to plastic surgery. Don't quote me. Uh, if it looks good, I don't give a fuck. So this morning after I am G- Gina Shay Twitter display, I updated her measurements in the black <laughs> BlackBerry status <laughs> and got to thinking. 
um, I, I did ask a few girls that I, that I knew whether they would take either breast or ass implants. In some cases, both. I told them I would be the one paying, but it would come from with a lifetime guarantee of pictures, and I get to test my test the product. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do, winning. <laughs> Of course, I would never... That is kind of Charlie Sheen's plan. Yes. Of course, I would never do this. I encourage women to stay natural, but was curious as to what the responses would be. While doing my research, a girl proposed me an offer that I thought I would get your advice on. I've known her since high school. Now I'm 21. She said that by the time we're 40 and not married, we should marry each other. So is it good to have a backup plan because no one wants to be lonely? Or is the notion of planning a marriage with someone 20 years in advance just silly? Anyways, man, you're the first person I met through Twitter who I really want to sit down and have a beer with. I would like to go watch an Orlando playoff series with you. As a Raptor fan, the Wentz jokes would be endless. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you like reading these long ass emails, but I love the show and your outlook on life. Shout out to Karen. Her randomness makes the podcast. Thank you. Um. Okay. One. Um. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I am on some like if it looks if it looks good, then I don't care. Yeah. And obviously there's different strokes for different folks. Um I'm I like I'm not into fake boobs really. You know what I'm saying? Like if I can see that it's fake, I'm normally just like, eh, no thank you. But you know, there's sometimes like uh, uh I've gotten better with it. Sir. Yeah. Yeah, some people get really good boob jobs yes. and you either can't, can't tell, tell or it doesn't matter. That's right. Like what's that horse face porn star Vanessa something? But anyway, she got them, and and I and I think hers look great. But you know, some some of them like um, I won't say too many names, but there's one chick out there for sure that you know uh, has her boobs where like one is nipple is pointing at you and the other one is cross-eyed. Like, oh. yeah, like no, no. Oh, they you. look like two basketballs. Yeah, bouncing yeah. on your chest. No, thank yeah. you. You know, yeah. If I look at your chest and I want to go shoot a three-pointer, something wrong. Yeah, but I also, uh, you know, and, and like I said, different strokes to different folks. But I am a fan of natural-looking women. Like I have no fear of a chick that has a a, a, a big old juicy soft booty. Or you know, or you know, if her, her boobs sag a little bit because of gravity. I'm okay with that. I don't know these niggas that are into that plastic Barbie doll shit, but it just it don't do nothing for me, honestly. And man. then out of that, what they don't tell you is that when you get fake boobs, it's like a tune up. Every so often, you got to go back and get them shits tightened up. <laughs> or they gonna sag like everybody else's stuff. And I, I think also too is like, um, like if if you ask the average dude what age of what range of women does he find most attractive, I think you will find a lot of dudes in that like. 18 to 22, 23-year-old yeah. range. You know, maybe some dudes 25 uh, to 30 or something. Yeah. I, I probably think women are most attractive somewhere between, like, 27 and 35 or so. Like, you know, like, that age range doesn't bother me, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, they, they actually, uh, you know, they've been working with themselves. They know themselves, and they put their shit together. Nice. But, uh, oh, and the question about the chick waiting to get married, um, till you're 40 if y'all don't have anybody, what you think about that? This is kind of weird, um, like I say, if that's what y'all agree on, that's what y'all agree on, but what happens if you get somebody else? Oh, he's saying if they don't have anybody Yeah, y'all both lonely. Oh, okay, okay, well then, hey, you ain't got nobody, I ain't got nobody. Hey, we I don't... think, uh, personally, I think that is a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Two old, lonely, miserable people. Who couldn't find anybody to be compatible but they with? They will be lonely 40. and miserable together. 
No, that's what's wrong with most marriages now. <laughs> Sitting around angrily looking at each other and not fucking. There's nothing smart about that. At all. Listen, if she is still alone by 40 and you are by 40, just keep trying to find other people or something. Don't give up on love. No, don't. Because uh, a lot of people, I mean, now uh, in fairness, a lot of people are settling for uh, <laughs> for less than even at like 25 and shit. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying, man, if you if you're a dreamer, keep dreaming. Yes. Don't give up. Aim high. Um, Phil writes in, Philip, Rod and Karen. Rod, I heard you own 40 Acres. Oh, I I was on Where's My 40 Acres, uh, which is a show that, uh, our boy, uh, Phenom Black, B-L-A-K, no C, please, mm-hmm. um, does with his friends. Um, it's a hip-hop oriented show, and uh, it's also very funny, and, um, I listen to it, and I love it, and, uh, I was a guest, and, um, so I was on there a couple weeks ago, and I guess uh, sometimes it takes him a week or two to get his uh, podcast up. So I guess it's up now, and people are listening. Um, cool. Well, he says, Rod, I heard you on 40 Acres. I got another book idea for you. Chicken Soup of the Podcast by Dr. Rodimus. <laughs> <laughs> In it, you give advice on how to keep shade out of your podcast. If it's not Scarfinger and his wife, it's Deidre and Twine. You are Dr. Phil the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, because uh, when I went on there, man, I've been listening to their show, and I hear that Twine is always giving Deidre shit, man. And so I told him, hey, you got to get this shit together, okay? Deidre is new to your show. She's she's a new part of the family. She's not going anywhere. And I know you used to be in the center of attention, but now you have to be a big brother. Okay, Aww. and you have to protect your little podcast sister, and you don't you don't talk about her like that. Okay, okay, and if somebody else talks about him, you walk up to him, you knock him out. That's what big brothers do. Aww. Um. Also, do you think that the lady that bit off her boyfriend's testicles said my point after she did it? <laughs> and that's a reference uh, to said, bullet ball. She said bullet ball is <laughs> <laughs> That was the worst part about Mark Griffin's performance, though, because like you're trying to sell your product to these people and say, "Hey, this game is fun. This game is fresh. This game is new. Anyone can play it." And they go play with you, and then you proceed to Dude, beat them down. He whipped their ass. Yes, it was like one, two, three. My point. My point. My point. And then, of course, the dude doesn't think it's fun or want to play. He's like, oh, get the fuck out of here. That's right. I'm not paying for this ass whooping I just took. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Ruben writes in, Hey, Rod, speaking of ugly basketball players, I remember Olden Polonies and Tyrone Hill battled it out in the re- on the regular for the award. He's right. They are very ugly. Very ugly people. <laughs> He's right. Um, let's see. And he also writes, Hey, Rod. Before the Fab Five documentary, did you know that white people got this stirred up over the term Uncle Tom? I listened to WFNZ, which is our local uh, Charlotte sports radio station, in the afternoon, and those dudes were really heated over the Uncle Tom reference. Like you said, the real issue should have been on the hate that was directed towards 17 and 18-year-old kids. I think the media turned the story into what they wanted it to be. Of course. Yeah, what I think... Um, go ahead, Because that's more interesting than talking about a bunch of black teenagers. It's not interesting. What it is, in my opinion, is that these dudes actually have a feeling of authority when it comes to certain topics. And they don't feel comfortable addressing race on any other level than telling some nigga to shut the fuck up. Like, anytime it's tell a black man to shut the fuck up on a sports radio station, 
and the host are a couple 40 year old white men um that is when they shine because they don't want to be reminded of race they don't want to like they want to have their opinions and not have it challenged on a racial level and they don't want to be reminded that yeah a bunch of racial shit has happened and we're gonna have to either if we can't address it or, or 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 anytime it comes into your your sphere, anytime it comes up into your actual uh, your thought process when it comes to sports, you're like, no, I don't want to deal with this. I run to sports to get away from this kind of shit. So they can't wait to tell a man to shut up, you know. Especially if it's a black dude saying, hey, it's kind of racist how we don't have enough black coaches in the NCAA or football or something. Then all of a sudden they don't have anything to say. But if you were to say like, um. Hey, I think player X is racist. Then it's shut up. You don't know him. What are you? You're just jealous because you didn't get recruited to Duke or whatever. You know, it's like certain topics they feel comfortable about. Then there's a ton of topics they they don't feel comfortable about. Well, I'm like you. That's the case. Don't say nothing about anything. Yeah. Well, that's my whole point. Is if you're in, you're in. If you're out, you're out. If you're never gonna discuss race, cool. Just don't even tell people to shut up. Just go. Uh, I don't want to get into the Uncle Tom topic. I don't know what it, what it's about. It, instead of going, no, he's just jealous he didn't get recruited to Duke and missing the entire fucking point of what what happened there. So I, I don't know, man. But yeah, um, I really think, and also I think they get stirred up over the term Uncle Tom because uh, in a lot of cases, Uncle Tom has become the kind of, the definition of black dude that white people like. So. Yeah. You know, when we, years, yeah. yeah, you start talking about Uncle Toms. Look around those Uncle Toms. Who are they surrounded by? Right. So, who are you really insulting when you call Michael Steele or Uncle Tom? It's not just him, but it's his friends. And his friends are like, but we like this one. So, we have to protect him. But if you call a kid a thug, you look around Jalen Rose. Who's around Jalen Rose? Right. Ain't no white people sitting up here trying to defend him on why he's not a thug. This dude has turned out to be one of the most uh, articulate analysts in the NBA on TV. Just like the same white dudes who were dissing him when he was a kid. But yet, somehow, that was okay. And no one, and what pissed me off the most, no one had anything to say about how unfairly they were treated when they were kids. Kids. How unfairly they were treated when they were kids. The entire time, but the second Grant Hill had something to say about Uncle Tom, they used his words and vicariously used, uh, spoke through him. They basically quoted him and then went, well, that, that Grant Hill's right, you know? And even though Grant Hill didn't even respond to the, ah, fuck this topic. Anyway, <laughs> part of me just wonders if this is what Jalen Rose wanted to, you know, everybody talking about this instead of, you know, and making the documentary even more watched because That's of true. this. That's true. That's true for ratings. Um, Alright, so um, in case people haven't forgotten, the official weapon of the show is... The Taser. And the unofficial sport? Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. I threw it in the middle. Y'all didn't know that. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and we got one more uh, one more email, and this is from Dex uh, from Shadow Dog Productions. And he says, hey, Rod and Karen, have, I, we've endured the uh, Rebecca Black crap all week. So to counter that, I want to hear from each of you. What is your favorite good music video out there? Uh, getting this in before you record, so I'm out. So, um, what is your favorite music? You want me to say mine first? Do you need to think yes. about it? Okay. My favorite music video is Drop by The Far Side. 
and uh, go to YouTube, search Far Side and drop it if you haven't seen it. But I think it was just groundbreaking. It, they basically did the entire video in reverse. Like, they filmed a video and then they just like rewound it slowly throughout the ent entire uh, throughout the entire video. So they're showing like glass unbreaking, water falling up, you know, the, them changing clothes backwards. Like it was just so dope to me, and uh, it's probably one of the best conceptual videos of, uh, of in my in my opinion. What about you, Karen? For me, that's a kind of hard to answer because for me. I don't really watch music videos as much as I used to when I was younger. So, well, I, what about back in the day? You, you you didn't like any videos like back in the day? Nothing that. Uh, yes, like one of and, and this is going on back to tell my age, old school. Like one of my favorite favorite videos is Salt and Pepper Push It. Um, and the reason why that was one of my favorite videos, that was one of the first times. You was a fast young hussy. Yes, I was shaking my thing. <laughs> Shake your thing. Hey, do what you. I'm sorry. I got another topic there, but um, and the biggest reason why is because to me, for uh, females, especially uh, black females who wanted to go into the rap game, they they set the standard. You know, they showed you that you too can have your hair, you know, cut a certain way and be cool. You too, you know, can wear the big bulky leather multicolored jackets and wear spandex and be respected in the game. Okay. <laughs> well, I am a fan of spandex. Yes. <laughs> um. All right, so uh -huh. let's go ahead and do the voicemail, which are the real star of the show. Hey, and for the record, I'm going to play these, but a couple of y'all went over three minutes. We got to get it back to the three minutes. All right, fellas? Tighten it up. Let's go. Hey, Rod, Karen, it's Terrence. Terrence Brown, 56, on Twitter. Uh, I just want to give you props on your latest episode with Toya. Uh, I don't have a right with the show, but I wish I would have came back to like a, a pubic advisory warning or something, you know, similar to like a parental advisory on CDs at the store, man. Uh, I was not prepared mentally for that discussion regarding uh, uh, gray hair down there, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but, uh, man, I'm just glad that I'm off today, checking out games on TV. Because uh, I didn't have to risk uh, losing my job at, you know, <laughs> laughing at that. So I uh, just want to get, give you guys props for another great show and wish you guys the best. Have a good one. All right. Thank, thank you, Terrence. You. Um, yeah, man. The pubic hair thing caught us off guard, too. But Toya gave us a pubic warning. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> we told her not to. It was like, no, no, hold on. She's like, no, I want, to, I want you to hear it. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, hey, any thoughts you have can be can be on this show. Yes. So. You don't, don't have to worry about nobody. It. Yeah, there's all kinds of pubic jokes and things. Like, also, I forgot that there was a pubic joke uh, about Maids, the free audio play, or not free, but the movie that uh, the five minute movie for ninety nine cents, which mm -hmm. uh, Dex is selling um, uh, on our site, Shadow Doll Productions. Um, go to go to our website and search for a sponsor, and uh, it should come up if you want to go download it. Um, but yes. It, one of the um, jokes in there was that instead of the maid changing the sheet, she was like, we could just pick the pubic hairs off of them. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. That was hilarious. All right, uh, next voicemail. Rod and Karen, it's Kenny Limpo from Pennsylvania. Yeah, I was one of those call you guys, let you know I'm, I'm, uh, I'm traveling out towards Pittsburgh this week. See my girlfriend. She wants to go to a grocery store. Because she hears they have a real nice cheese aisle. <laughs> you remember what you guys said about white people and cheese. So when I go in there tonight, 
I'm not happy. I don't even want to be there. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't care how much I like cheese. <laughs> how many cars they have? I don't care. I'm not happy. I don't want to be there. Alright, well, uh, keep, keep doing what you're doing. I love the podcast. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> oh, thank, thank you, Kenny. And um, thank you, yo. That that um that's funny because uh I I do that. I catch myself doing that shit too. Like part of the reason I over tip is purposely because I want to avoid stereotypes. Yeah, and it's funny that my fake white people love cheese stereotype. Is making Kenny be like, man, I'm gonna break that shit tonight. Yes. On <laughs> my militant cheese shit. I don't care how good that mozzarella smells. <laughs> yes. I don't care how much you sprinkle that feta cheese on that salad. I refuse. Get that I- cheese out of my face. <laughs> yeah. You think I want cheese because I'm a white man? Yes. <laughs> no, you keep that Gogozola cheese. <laughs> Damn you, Cheddar. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Oh. We got another voicemail. What's up, Ryan? Karen, me, Ty. I want to say what's up. Ty Down. Great shows as usual. And just was calling that I wasn't even trying to know a few things. I'm like, yeah, I had I had with Chris and uh, the RNC. And, and it was a real funny episode. Chris was definitely ready to go down there. But one thing I was wondering, though, y'all been talking about Karen going down there. She'd be her own. It'd, it'd be crazy if just like y'all record a audio and air interacting with her fellow brothers and sisters or would you be afraid of uh, losing her to the dark side completely mm-hmm. if she had to divorce that she used to uh, uh, call you a nigger lover like uh, that she's good up. but um anyway <laughs> um so you did episode on that uh, Bad Girls Club was hilarious um I like the girl the black girl in the house is um Will Marie you know she peed in the bed, and that did not affect her stock whatsoever. Um, and what's even better too is that she's surrounded by fours and, well not even fours and fives, like ones and twos. So she's definitely a hot girl in the house. Um, and last day I was on Twitter actually, and I had a conversation, you know, with this, this chick she was sitting, um, about Nadal, Chess and Nadal was hurt, I thought was just don't ask for attention, but, um, you know, I would make me think about, um, like the errors in, in hip hop, like if people died today, like people you would expect folks to know about, they wouldn't really know about, like if John Who died tomorrow, like, you know, someone 15 or 16, they, really, they wouldn't know who John Who was or understand the significance if they had, you know, only, what, eight years ago, or, you know, Fat Joe back when he was out of just, you know, ludicrous or outcast, like, mm. It's just crazy how even though a lot of us are so close and what we would say close in age is just the airs and hip hop they go by so quick and it really is in the blink of an eye. So um yeah, definitely we need to make sure that we uh, keep playing back these uh, old school hip hop songs so that the youth they don't forget that uh, these people out here now suck. Well in some cases. But uh, <laughs> other than that though, great show, keep up the good work. Talk to y'all later. Peace. 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 Um, yeah, I don't want to send Karen to the RNC because they would try to keep her. She too. <laughs> as much as she complained about people at work saying all this racist and wrong stuff, she get on the podcast. What's the first thing she does? Say something racist. 
Oh, why don't you just play, play it? Why don't you hit play no, song? we just happen not to be recording oh, so at the time. Oh, she lying to make stuff up. I got, to, I got to secretly record you. You ain't got to make stuff up, I got Karen. to investigate you like Acorn? Yeah, you're going to have to because I don't be saying racist stuff. You got to understand when the red light is on, the mic is recording. <laughs> like I said, I bet Obama finishes his speech and then when it's off, he be like, Michelle, these niggas is tripping. But you don't never catch him on mic singing that shit. Yes. Because he's a professional, Karen. And you know what? They might keep me because I will go to my fellow brothers and sisters and we will feast on cheese. Whatever. You racist against white people, too. <laughs> it won't take long for they kick you out. Uh, yeah, man. I'm sorry we didn't get to review the Bad Girls Club, but uh, Toya watches it and um, she was behind a couple weeks. I didn't want to ruin it for her. Yeah. And then also, um, like... Uh, I don't know. It just the show was going long, and I didn't want to add another twenty minutes to the show because we did the Ratchet Ball Wives reunion, oh, which was lovely. So we may have to do two weeks uh, next Thursday when we get Justin and Will back in here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, the new chick, um, she was off, off the hook. The chain. Yes, she was. I can't even remember how to spell her name because it was that fucking ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> but she was the bomb, though. Uh, yeah, and anytime you gotta tell people I pee myself when I get drunk preemptively yeah like you need to tell me to go pee because i will pee myself like oh wow you need control in your life uh, okay we got another voicemail um blam oh wait oh hip-hop errors yes yeah i think a lot of that's because of the internet too. I, I do too and and also i think too is that um when people like i said before when people listen to music they categorize it and push it on so you don't have a long lifespan like you used to. Like, yeah. you know, people used to listen to music over and over and over again. But, you know, next time something else hot comes out, they moved on. So like you say, if some of these people were to die, it wouldn't even make the front page of nothing. Well, I think, one, if people die, it, it's always big news. It's, you know, no no offense to people that are out there that really like Aaliyah. But it's like when Aaliyah died and all of a sudden she became deified or left eye, Where it's like... Was that person really, truly uh, some type of R&B legend? That's no. Mm-hmm. But they died and we sensationalized death. So I don't want to say that. I think it would shut the news down if Ja Rule died in certain er- areas of like Twitter and hip-hop yeah. websites and shit like, like that. that. Yeah. But um, and, and if somebody from OutKast died, that oh, would go that, crazy. That would go. That would, that would be big time. Yeah, that right but, now would um, be big time. But as far as like musical legacies, a lot of these dudes don't have the musical legacies to really uh, uphold that way. They don't have any longevity. Yeah, like it's kind of like how Big died and he only really had two albums and then a bunch of like mixtape cuts and features and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was like the impact he had at the time was that he was the biggest name in rap and then he died. True. But if Ja Rule died now, like nigga, you ain't been hot in years. And, and a long time. Yeah, what do you have to show for it? Vini Vidi Vici, which is a good. Uh, a uh, good pre uh, album, but the music you got popular for actually sounds nothing like the shit that I liked from you. So I don't know that niggas will be shedding tears. Anyway, next voice now. Hey Rod and Jared, this is Jay. Um, active Jay from Twitter, and actually I have two thoughts. First, I, I feel like I have to tell you that um, like my first thought is kind of weird and it's different. But like I'm gonna do it anyway because it's two thirty in the morning and I have to be at work at five and I'm thinking this, so I'm gonna say it. Say but it. my second thought is like serious and about the show, so I'm gonna end with that one because it seems like the better way to to end. Um, my first thought was for some reason I was around thinking that you can learn a lot 
lot about a person from the way that they act in video games. Mm-hmm. It seems like kind of an obvious statement when you think about like Grand Theft Auto or like Fable because you're making conscious decisions. But I was thinking that like, you could tell even more from like the simpler games. Like, I don't know if you guys remember the game Snake where, you know, you were a snake and you're going around eating dots and, you know, they were either eggs or apples, depending upon whether or not you're a vegan. But, like, <laughs> there was a game and, you know, the snake grew. And, like, I used to always play it and I got to the point where I was really, really good at it. But you always come to the point when, like, you get too big and then, you know, you're stuck and then you kind of have to die. Because for some reason, when you bite yourself in a snake, you're not, like, you know, immune, you know <laughs> right. So, like, every time I would get to that point when I got really, like, way too big, I would just kill myself on purpose, which makes me think that if I ever got famous, I would probably just kill myself. <laughs> so, I learned something about myself. I need that game snake. Yeah. Anyway, that's my random ridiculous thought. My actual serious thought uh, has to do with, uh, I want to congratulate Rod, of course, Karen as well. Uh, um, the fact that you guys are, are doing a really good job to bring up an issue that has always bothered me. Uh, the issue is that, for the most part, uh, announcers are old and white, and most of the people that they cover, I guess let me rephrase that, sports announcers are old and white, and most of the people they cover, they're actually kind of afraid of. When you see like a tatted up, cornrow black guy, as you know, for me personally, I'm black, it doesn't bother me. I see corn, you know, cornrow tatted up black guys, uh, all the time, you know, I grew up in, in, in quote unquote urban neighborhood. I went to like a 90% uh, black school. And, you know, my college was not black, but I, I didn't realize, I guess, the, the amount of fear that a black man strikes, or a, I guess a black man of a certain type struck into uh, someone who's not black's heart, or does it touch anyone's heart? Because it's almost like a lot of fan. The other day when he came home and he saw some black people he didn't recognize, sitting around reading in the car, uh, I didn't read the paperwork, but just sitting around the car outside the house, you're still kind of like, nah, son, and you start locking doors. So, I mean, I didn't realize how much fear that shit up into people until, you know, um, I guess I, I got to a majority white uh, college. I know this is getting rambly, but I'm going to make a point. Uh, my point is, I think it's, it's, it's a little unfair that, like you said, that uh, white people can pretty much control what we can and cannot say uh, about each other. It kind of makes me think that, like, you know, if a black person calls another black person all the time, you'll have, like, the whole white media jump in and say, whoa, we don't say Uncle Tom here. This is not good. You can't call people Uncle Tom. But they'll say that someone's thuggish. Uh, they'll say that somebody, you know, is... It's, uh, they're just undisciplined, and a lot of times you watch teams, they're saying they're undisciplined. It's not that they're undisciplined. Uh, it's just that, you know, they're black, and they're, they're automatically assuming that they're undisciplined because they have cornrows, or they're loud, or even in most cases, maybe they are undisciplined, but they blame the players, and maybe not the fact that the coach has no way to net with them. So I don't know. It just seems to me like, like that's something that has always kind of been perpetrated uh, in the media. Uh, I just want to get you guys thoughts on like bring that up, and of course the money does too. But I think that there's not enough, uh, there's not enough coverage. I guess there's that's not the word I'm looking for. There's not enough, uh, I guess, perspectives and voices out there saying that this is something that happens. So big up to you guys for doing that. Please keep it up, and hopefully, you know, the more people that get in on that, that start realizing that, the more people that they may, may not realize the pervasiveness of that that listen to your show and start to realize that and the more awareness that comes up for that maybe we need to that gets down away with. 
Anyway, like I said, that was one ridiculously random thought and one serious thought. Anyway, guys, love the show. Please keep it up. And I guess I'll hold y'all later. Alright, cool. Thank you. Thank you for writing, Adjective J, uh, or Colin. I was about to say writing. That's right. He wrote that down that he called. Um, <laughs> the first thing I would say is do not kill yourself no. if you get too big. Uh, <laughs> but that snake thing was hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, cause I remember that game and I fucking hated it cause it, once I realized like, wait a minute, once I get so big, none of this shit matters. I have to kill myself. Aww. Um, but, uh, as far as, uh, as far as killing yourself, don't do it because Ty Diamond will go on Twitter and encourage you to do it, okay? Ha uh, ha! I saw those tweets, Ty. <laughs> um, uh, alright, um, as, uh, I think also, uh, did you have anything to say about the snake thing or no? No, 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 not about okay. the snake thing. As far as the, uh, athletes, what do you want to say about that? I saw you right. Oh, yeah, I'd agree with him. And also, I think, too, that a lot of times, um, because, and I guess because I'm black and go around a lot of black culture, uh, people are emotional. I think different cultures have different ways of showing their emotions and their happiness and their sadness and just the way they feel about things. And I think that because uh, a lot of black people I've been around, they're very loud, they're very vocal, they're very, you know, high fives, you know, fist pumps, you know, type of uh, very uh, vocal with their excitement. And when you're dealing with people that aren't used to that or don't or didn't grow up around that, they become afraid. Um, and it's because they don't understand the excitement and why it's such um, a big deal uh, to you. Everybody get excited about sports. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, but I think it's, a lot of it's a cultural thing, and people fear things that they don't understand. Like, like, and that's why a lot of the and it makes me upset. But a lot of the rules and regulations around sports are trying to cut down on a lot of the emotional aspect, which means you're basically trying to cut down on a lot of your black athletes showing emotions out in the field. Yeah, they don't want to see you acting black. And uh, yeah, and, and like uh, Jay said, I think it becomes from it comes from a place of being feeling threatened and just not understanding. Like just not understanding. And and I mean, I've seen it happen both ways, but you know, specifically because we're talking about sports media and athletes. Yes, yeah, sports media is like ninety nine percent white, and of course, the dudes they're covering are typically ninety percent black. Um, especially with NBA and NFL and things like that. So they don't just, they, a lot of these dudes, especially the older guys, they just don't understand. Cause they don't have any black friends. They don't know any black kids. They don't like kick it in any circle where they can just see black people being themselves. So for them, watching Chad Johnson do a dance for a touchdown is somehow way more offensive. Then Brett Favre throwing a 40-yard touchdown, running 40 yards, picking up his receiver, carrying him around on his back, high-fiving, fist-pumping, and then running out the field. Somehow, those two things, to me, which are equally unoffensive and just yeah. celebratory. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with both. Right. To me, that's the feeling I get as a fan. But then I have to listen to an announcer on TV diss one dude and praise the other, and it bothers me every fucking time because I know the reason he's doing that is because he just doesn't understand a guy like Chad Johnson and he doesn't want to 
And not only that, I, and I personally think that as time goes on and as a lot of these older people retire and die, and die. Mm-hmm. I think die. that um, a lot of it is going to change. I think as time goes on and, and most us and most people that actually listen to this podcast actually interacted with people outside their own race. So the, the emotional aspect is different and, and, you know, we're more used to each other. So I think it will become more acceptable and it won't be as frowned upon as much. Yeah, and then also, you know, we have family members who look like Alan Iverson. Yes, yes, Like, I have yes. a family member that might yes. have cornrows and tattoos that yes. I know is a good fucking dude. Yes. So, I don't... Standing assu- people. Yeah, so I don't assume when I see dude with cornrows and tattoos, oh shit, thug coming this way. Mm-hmm. And that's just because I have experience with these people. That's right. And I know that there's some dudes look like Allen Iverson and they'll rob your ass. Yes, I know. Yes, you know, I'm not sir. trying to say that... Uh, no. But I'm not afraid of all of them just on sight. Me um, I think also, think about the guys who get angry at players in this lockout. Who do they use as examples? You know, they use it for Marty. You know what I mean? They're using guys that they feel are irresponsible black athletes that don't deserve that money. You know what I mean? You hear guys bring up Jamarcus Russell a lot, even though he isn't even in the league right now. Well, why don't you ever hear them bringing up Peyton Manning, Drew Brees? Because there's just an innate subliminal um, aspect to this whole argument that, no, the white dudes have earned and deserved the money. And somehow these niggas got lucky, and and it's just and it's and it's very insulting because I don't know that they're aware of it, but it's so condescending to hear somebody tell me, yeah, Peyton Manning. I'm not bringing him up when it's time when I'm saying who's who guys in the NFL don't earn money, but Julius Peppers, I have no problem bringing him up. Well, it's like, oh, Peyton Manning's the highest paid dude in the league. You you know you're talking about overpaid players. Why why didn't you say Tom Brady? Why don't you say Drew Brees needs a pay cut? Cause they're white dudes, and that's and it's fucked up. But subliminally, you, people have just been trained. Oh, well, it's a white dude. He earned that check. And then not only that, now I get off the topic. No, you, go ahead. You know, and my thing is this: um, if we're going to be like that, let's be like that across the board. What about the owner of the Carolina Panthers calling Peyton Manning the "quote unquote" an idiot? You know, um, yeah. Well, not an idiot. He I didn't mean, call him idiot, an idiot. But, he said, but, uh, "Do you need help reading that?" Uh, it was like a balance sheet or some sort of financial like, statement. Yeah, I mean, and I don't mean... But yeah, you know, it's subliminal. Yeah. He called him an idiot yeah. subliminally, I, but I don't want to say quote-unquote. Because yeah. he didn't sorry. say idiot, no, he didn't, but he, didn't say he implied, idiot. hey, dumbass, you need some help with that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but my thing is that nobody was outraged about that, but it's the same... Uh, format. It's no, like, no, no. They were outraged about that. Huh? Many people were like, that's fucked up. You shouldn't say that. But the reason they're saying it's fucked up is because it's Peyton Manning. If he would have said that same shit to, like, say, Antonio Cromartie, they go, he probably can't read the balance sheet. I mean, he's got nine kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just in the sun. Like, it's just like the guys you want to think negative. When you want to think negative about players, the guys in your eyes are black. When you want to think positive shit about players, hard work, hustling, Shit like that, work ethic. It becomes Tyler Hansbrough and it becomes Drew Brees and shit like that. And this is ridiculous. And I don't, and it's just, it's fucking impossible to ignore. And I don't want to act like, you know, I get that, you know, some white people can exist in a world where, hey, race doesn't matter to me because I just don't think about it. But I can't exist in that world and it's not a luxury I have. So I, when I see shit, a lot of times I see things on racial perspectives and I'm like, that is fucked up. You know, just like I said, when those dudes were outside the house, I felt bad because I was like, is this racist or, but then at the same time, the joke in that, the part of the joke that was the joke was, if they were white, 
I, instead of saying I wouldn't have been worried about him, I was like, I would tell him to get out of here, which is ridiculous. I wouldn't have Beat done it, that. Bum. I would have been just as worried if they was white though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck y'all doing outside my house? Yeah, y'all need to get the uh, fuck uh, out of here. Uh, if they was white, I'd have been worried about a, a, a sci-fi or uh, them got a satellite or something. A satellite? Oh, yeah. you like, yeah. <laughs> like CIA or yes. something? Yes. <laughs> we know about the podcast. Yes. Um, and, the, and the last thing too, man, don't forget sports. Is driven by anger, especially on AM radio. Yes, it is. AM in general, the target demographic there is older white dudes. So when you hear uh, conservative uh, politics, when you hear sports talk, it's going to be conservative. It's going to be very angry. It's mostly going to be people venting on black men. And they can't help it because those are the guys who play our sports. Uh, but yeah, there's sometimes where it crosses the line and I am going to be offended or uh, taken, taken aback. You know, it's just very... Uh, condescending. I'm not stupid. Yeah. I see it. And on top of that, they are older white people who don't have a life, who ain't fucking their wives, and have nothing else to do but to be angry. Well, some of them. A lot. Not I all. think. I think the, the yeah. I think for the, in general, the guys who call in are people who aren't happy about their lives. Like That's it's a very right. small minority. Like it seems bigger than it is. It is like. Like there's probably white people listening to this. Like, why are they talking about us like this? I'm not talking about, about y'all. y'all. Yeah, I'm not. Ta- I think yeah. it's. I actually think it's a very slim minority that is very vocal. Yeah. And those people can go fuck themselves. Yes, and and most people, period, are not racist, and that's the thing. Yeah. Most people you meet across your lifespan is are not racist. I don't, man. I just really we could solve this by just getting everybody need to get some interracial friends. Yes. And kick it. Just kick it for real. All right. Next one. Morning, Ron This is Marshall Collins. What up, I just uh, getting ready to go to work this morning. I'm up, up here early, man. It's like those uh, old uh, Dunkin' Donuts commercials, you know. Time to make donuts. donuts. Hey, man, on a Saturday, but I got some work I got to catch up with that. And plus, I got a couple of podcasts that I've been listening to, so I got to catch up with that. But yeah, I listened to the last one uh, that uh, one about uh, the basketball wise, whatever, and I had me rolling up a bit. But uh, y'all mentioned that thing about the parents and uh. Uh, some people would like say how they were brought up and like had to do chores and that. Let me tell you about having to do chores, man. When I was coming up, man, I know like one year when we, I was in an apartment with my mom and she was about to, we were about to get moved into a smaller apartment because we couldn't afford the place we were living in, lived in the same building. And the landlord came to us and said, hey, uh, we can knock off like a hundred dollars right in this month, the next month's rent. You know, if you guys could just uh, retile the kitchen so I could show it off to the people that want to move into this apartment and you got things out. What? And then my mom do, she turned to me and she's like, well, hey, it looks like you're going to get here this summer, huh? So I was like, I was like, and get this, I was 11 years old, man. I had to retile the kitchen. I ain't never did anything like that before in my life. Wow. But, yeah, I got it done and a hey, old boy ended up with the cricket tile kitchen, but it was done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to Say about like uh, yesterday when uh, I was talking to Monty, and uh, he brought up those, those switches and everything, and I was like, "Up, in back there, like switches, like people really got that option." I'm like, I ain't never got a switch option. I wish I got that. You know, I got the type of punishment either. So that was pretty much first thing she could grab when something when he came in on me. You know, it was like uh, when she came back from work mad. I knew it was like it was gonna be like maybe even extension cord or just what well, the belt that she had on the was wearing her pants that day, but you know, 
that's not easy one down. I had to go outside and get a split touch. I wish I had that. I still would have broke off. I know that. Ain't no switch that could really do much better. And I'm, nothing worse than a damn stepping cord, man. <laughs> I remember one time, actually, uh, what is it? Got told with something, but she came back and it was one of those, she was, you know, taking things back away from me. Like, she was like, all right, you get no TV, can't play the Nintendo, can't go outside. And it's like, the Nintendo? No, not the Nintendo. And she's like, what? You're playing about what the punishment is? She took out the Nintendo cord, she took out the their controller cord and used that only a couple times. I was like, man, okay, all right, you know what I'm saying? All right, got <laughs> Man, I'm just mad, Jennifer was talking, man. That's what he got. And that's what he came up with. Man. I bet his mom didn't send him down the street to get cigarettes either. And he was like six and seven. But yeah, that was, that was the type of life I was with him, but. Anyways, off of that, man, I'm just, uh, thinking I'm, I'm kind of just playing with my bracket right now, but, uh, at least I have, you know, I'm still growling in my mind, squad, Illinois, you know, they did their thing last night against UNLV. Yeah. And, hey, hopefully they can do something against Kansas. I just don't want them to look like fools out there, so, uh, hopefully this weekend ends up pretty good with a little upset with mine, too, man. I didn't pick that because I'm not a fool, but, hey, I hope it happens like that, but, anyways, I'm gonna get rolling out here. Thanks, Marshall, for the call. Um, all right, the Vetons with the extension cord. I only I knew a kid that when I was growing up, this nigga got beat with extension cords at a racetrack. He got beat with a Hasbro racetrack that they. <laughs> what the hell? What did he do? I, I don't know. I think his mom was lazy. She was just using whatever the fuck was around. Like, that's the thing about, like, I don't know if Marshall lived with his father, too, but he sound, sound like he just lived with his mom. Um, but that was the thing about a mom and raising a kid by herself. Because, see, my mom used the switch and my grandma used the switch because that's what, you know, is better for women. It's lighter. My dad used the belt. And he had a belt called IBM. And that shit stood for I Beat Meat. <laughs> and you did not want to see that motherfucker come out. So I like I know that the belt is a completely different experience. Uh, I, I mean I don't want to compare ass whoopings, but t- trust me, that shit was thick like uh, the belt Bomani brings on around the horn. <laughs> I know like, it's gold plated and everything. Yeah. Ain't it? <laughs> and my dad, I've never seen this nigga wear this belt. No, I swear he bought this nah, belt. The ass whooping belt. Yes. Yes, sir. Like even with the Goodwill, it was like like a light shine down from the heavens, like oh. <laughs> This is the one we share whoop ass with. Yeah, so, um, but the Switch thing was a psychological torture because my mom would make you go get a Switch and my grandma especially. And you got a fucked up Switch, you took an ass whooping with that Switch, brought back a better Switch, and took an ass whooping with that Switch. So, you know, you got to pick the right Switch, man. (laughs) Don't take two ass whoopings. One beat them down. Yeah, I feel, yeah. That one happened one time. I got beat with the drop cord. And what I realized about, uh, especially black parents, especially the black woman, just don't talk bad. I learned. Yeah. I used to get my ass beat all the time until I was like 11 or 12 because I just couldn't keep my fucking mouth shut. Like, she would say stuff and I would just look at her like, bitch, what? She was like, okay, bitch, what this? Yeah. And my dad swears that they didn't whoop me as much as I think. Like, like, like I lost my memory or some shit. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, you know what? Congratulate yourselves. It was that good a job if y'all think that I'm making this shit up. 
But I remember these ass whoopings. I ain't saying I didn't earn them. <laughs> That's none of, I've never said none of these ass whoopings <laughs> were on the house. All these ass whoopings <laughs> were well, my fault. Yeah, yes, y'all so. probably let me go for more ass whoopings than I truly deserve. Yes. But yes, I took these ass whoopings. I wasn't a bad kid by any means. But um, yes, the ad, the point of an ass whooping is to make you not want another one. Yes, no. It's like a tune up. Yes, no, that no, I wasn't a bad kid. I just had facial expressions that would be off the chain. Yeah, so it's uh, and yeah, I've also had to get cigarettes for my grandma. I used to walk to the store and get Virginia Slims, but that was back when you can get them out of machine because I wasn't. What? Why the fuck did stores used to sell cigarettes to kids? Like I could just walk in there and be like, they started carding them. I yeah, need some Virginia to- Slims for yeah, my grandma. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have been going in there and I need some Newports and smoking them shits right outside the door. And kids did. That's what they had the laws to do now. Wow. I never even thought about that to this second. Yes, but, um, sir. Yeah, anyway, man. Let's, uh, thank you for calling in, Marshall. And, uh, my bracket, I haven't looked at it since the tournament started. Uh, just, just for some reason, I didn't watch a lot of college ball this year, so I wasn't able to really get into it. Uh, all right. Last voicemail. Hi, Rod. Hi, Karen. This is AAW 1976. Just wanted to send you guys a friendly shout out and tell Karen that she needs to get back on her nap schedule. So, <laughs> you guys have a great show today. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. I know I do. These man, these past few days, I've been, I've been trying to hang tough with Roger, and I be up, man. I be going to bed like eleven, eleven thirty, and be out for the night. Yeah, I've been, I've been going to bed early too, though. I don't know what it is. I haven't taken naps either, though. But uh, yes, we will get Queen Epic Nap back on her uh, nap schedule. Yes, we will for you guys. Um, thank you again. So that's all for the feedback this time. Uh, thank you guys for the guys who wrote in and called in, the people who donated, people who left reviews and Facebook comments. Yes. You guys make the fucking show, yes, and you do. Uh, I really appreciate it. Of course, I'm gonna um, put this episode up. I'm gonna put up another retro episode today, and I'm gonna keep reducing the file size for you guys so that we can get them all up. Yes. And uh, trust me, I'm working diligently on doing that shit. I've been doing it all day, every day. And, um, you know, just thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. And uh, follow us on Twitter, of course. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm Say That Again. That is in D-A-T. Uh, make sure you go to theblackoutist.com. You can also register for the forums there. Uh, don't uh, don't forget uh, to leave those reviews and the Facebook comments and spread the word about the show. Uh, you can always email us, theblackouttips at gmail.com. And call the show 704-557-0186. And, um, I guess tomorrow, you want to do this tomorrow? Yep, do this tomorrow. All right, well, we're going to have the hater, um, the dark hater, hater. from the Haterachi radio show yes. on tomorrow, so. That should be fun. Yeah. Hey, hey, hate. Hey, 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 hate. All right, well, until tomorrow, I love you. Never knew I have enough to feel About to take hip-hop to trail Like fuck a deal Rags to riches so my peeps Never drag their feet It's all money, marathon modes A masterpiece That BMW, the button press refine
behind the back seats And I'm the realest nigga in it if you ask me But that's promotion And I prefer publicity So run and tell your old girls and get them all into me I got a swagger on stage you should really see Go stupid, don't change Ricky D, you can't go against the grain when it's meant to be So hate knees and exercise in futility Dummy, women power and the money Got it all, see me out and can't take nothing from me I'm a ball, I'm a rock, I'm a raise money in the lap of luxury, cause daddy ain't no dummy, but how can I 